Hi everyone, this is Dr. Aaron Santeo here from the University of Hawaii at Manoa, and today my goal is to quickly introduce you to the social ecological framework. My intent is to really introduce this theory and make it a little easier for you to digest. It is by no means a comprehensive overview of the theoretical framework, but I really designed it as a tool for students or novice researchers to get their feet wet with theory and hopefully to better help you understand a little bit about the theory itself. If you want to get a deeper understanding of the social ecological framework for research purposes, there are plenty of scholarly articles that have specific definitions for the terms um, and the words that I bring up. So I do suggest that you have a visual representation of the model as you listen to this podcast because it might really help you better understand the relationships that I'm going to talk about. If you want to find um, an image of this model, you just have to go to Google Images and type in social ecological framework, and then it'll pull up a, a version of the model that I'm going to talk about today. So today I'm going to be talking to you about the social ecological framework that was introduced by Dr. James Salas and colleagues first in 2002 and then in 2008. However, it is important that you understand that this theoretical construct is based off a long history of ecological models, including Yuri Broffenbrenner's ecological systems theory that was first introduced around 1979. Broffenbrenner's ecological systems theory was designed with the idea in mind that children are influenced by their environment as they grow and develop. Broffenbrenner's iteration of the ecological systems theory is probably the most widely accepted model and has five layers that surround the child and each of these systems interact with and influence each other in every aspect of the child's life. But given our context in physical education and physical activity, the model developed by Dr. James Salas and colleagues in 2008 is a good example for us because it really focuses on health behaviors. This version of the model is published as a chapter called Ecological Models of Health Behavior and is in the book Health Behavior and Health Education, which is edited by Karen Glantz, Barbara Reimer, and Kay Viswanath. I believe that this iteration of the Ecological Systems series is a bit more digestible and relatable to our context given its focus on physical activity. So the social ecological framework suggests that multiple levels of factors are working together to influence health behaviors, including both the physical and the social environment. Salas and colleagues identify these levels as interpersonal, interpersonal, organizational, community, and public policy. If you're thinking about these le levels visually, I want you to think about an onion. The innermost layer of the onion is the intrapersonal level, and this includes individual characteristics of the student or the child that influence behavior, such as knowledge, skills, and self-efficacy, or the confidence that one has to be physically active. The interpersonal level is the next layer of the onion, and includes groups that provide identity and support to the child around physical activity, such as family, friends, and peers. So think about parent modeling and social support from the parents, staff of the school, maybe friends. The third layer of the onion is the organizational level. The organizational level includes rules, policies, and physical structures within the school. This could include equipment for physical education or recess, maybe playground equipment, class schedules, or even the opportunities that schools provide to students to be physically active.
The fourth layer of our onion or our model is the community. And the community level represents relationships among organizations, institutions, and informational networks within the immediate community. It would include things like neighborhood associations, community leaders, access to facilities and programs, walkability, parks, among many other things. Then the fifth and final later layer of the onion is public policy. And this is the outward most layer of the onion. It includes things like local and state and national policies, and in our case, focus around physical activity. So this would th be things like national and state policies on physical education and feasibility of active transportation. In addition to the layers, similar to another theory called social cognitive theory, reciprocal determinism is equally applicable in ecological frameworks. Reciprocal determinism suggests that as factors embedded in one level of intervention change, they can simultaneously and relationally lead to changes in other levels. So as something changes in the outmost layer, in this case policy, it could affect the innermost layers simultaneously. Or if parents start to role model physical activity more in the intrapersonal layer, children's attitudes or skills could change in the interpersonal layer. So why does this all matter? Well, historically, the individual level has been the primary focus for health programs and interventions, but there's growing evidence supporting interventions that influence multiple layers of the onion or the ecological framework. So consequently, Salas and colleagues suggest that health interventions guided by social ecological framework should include program components affecting at least two levels of influence, and chances are greater to create change within the individual child. So I hope this ec explanation of social ecological framework helped you to digest it just a little bit better. Thanks for listening to another episode of Playing with Research in Health and Physical Education. Thank you.